Welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page a Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 191. Finding Nothing His face was clear and unmarked. His sides, however, and his back, he twisted to examine it, were scratched with what looked like claw marks. He hadn't dreamed it then, not entirely. Shadow opened the drawers and put on what he found. An ancient pair of blue denim Levi's, a shirt, a thick blue sweater, and a black undertaker's coat he found hanging in the wardrobe at the back of the room. He wondered again who the clothes had belonged to. He wore his own old shoes. The house was still asleep. He crept through it, willing the floorboards not to creak, and then he was outside, out through the front door, not the mortuary, not this morning, not when he didn't have to, and he walked through the snow, his feet leaving deep prints in the virgin snow, his steps crunching as they pushed the soft snow deep onto the sidewalk. It was lighter out than it had seemed from inside the house, and the snow reflected the light from the sky. After fifteen minutes of walking, Shadow came to a bridge, with a big sign on the side of it warning him that he was now leaving historical Cairo. A man stood under the bridge, tall and gangling, sucking on a cigarette and shivering continually. Shadow thought he recognized the man, but the light on the snow was playing tricks on his eyes, and he walked closer and closer in order to be sure. The man wore a patched denim jacket and a baseball cap. And then, under the bridge in the winter darkness, he was close enough to see the purple smudge of bruise around the man's eye, and he said, Good morning, Sweeney. The world was so quiet, not even cars disturbed the snowbound silence. Hey, man, said Mad Sweeney. He did not look up. The cigarette had been rolled by hand. Shadow wondered if the man was smoking a joint. No, the smell was tobacco. You keep hanging out under bridges, Mad Sweeney, said Shadow. People gonna think you're a troll. This time, Mad Sweeney looked up. Shadow could see the whites of his eyes all around his irises. The man looked scared. I was looking for you, he said. You gotta help me, man. I fucked up big time. He sucked. And that's our page. So, one of the lines that really jumped out at me was, he hadn't dreamed it then, not entirely, because is this one of those, I dreamed I was eating a giant marshmallow and when I woke up my pillow was gone situations, except he dreamed he was fucking a beautiful woman when he was actually... No, it's probably not that. It's just my brain can't not think about that. And, well, here we are. Either way, Shadow's bruises are gone, but he's still got the claw marks of an excellent trauma-erasing fuck sesh. So, bravo, I guess. Shadow continues to question where the clothing is coming from, and it's starting to get a little... just a little much, honestly. I really should have looked back at the original edition to see if all these questions were there, but... Shadow, you're living with gods, and your wife is a revenant back from the dead. Magically well-fitting clothing is honestly the least out-there thing that's happened to you in the last week or two. Although, maybe Ibis was the first subscriber to Trunk Club. I, I assume it was... Sarcophagus Club? I like that Shadow wears his own shoes. It is a small way of holding on to his identity as he's slipping more into... Whichever character it is he's slipping into at this point in the novel. He's only here in the House of the Dead for a brief amount of time, but he's he's still kind of... There's that, there's that page a few... Well, it's been a bit, hadn't it? Where he thought about how he was becoming more like Jackal. And so he's, he's slipping into a character as he's here as well. And here we go. We get to see Mad Sweeney again. The TV series plot made me forget that we didn't see Mad Sweeney for maybe 150 pages since he first appeared. I know he wasn't around often after fighting Shadow, but I swear he appeared at least slightly more often than he did. 
The book cheats a bit, and Shadow recognizes the man under the bridge as Sweeney before we get the reveal. Though, perhaps if you're better with book memory if I am than I am, you'd recognize his clothing size and twitchy mannerisms as Sweeney. Also note, Shadow has to walk out to the edge of town before stumbling on Mad Sweeney, and I'm curious what other readers think about this. It's not like Shadow's been in Cairo long enough to know the town, like, by the back of his hand, so... It it feels like to, to find someone like this feels predestined or in some way set up by Mad Sweeney. Though at the same time, I guess I'd say that a lot of people have plans in the novel, and I don't know that Shadow and Sweeney reconnecting fits into any of those plans, except perhaps Sweeney himself. Sweeney does seem to have some knowledge of the events transpiring to make a mess of things for at least Wednesday, but... I think that's more of a discussion for later, even maybe tomorrow's page or one of the upcoming pages we, where we're talking to Sweeney still. What we know for sure is that Sweeney's hanging out on the edges of Cairo and is absolutely terrified. Get in touch with the show at theworldbeyondthetail at gmail.com and on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. Thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues, which we use as our theme. And thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another page, and remember, only the gods are real.